we're recording. Hello, folks. Welcome back again. Uh, Our schedule has been a little bit over the place lately, and um, a slight announcement to make. For the foreseeable future, Spelvin will be joining us for every episode. I am very much happy about this. I like being where it's warm. Yeah, we... He was a good boy, so we let him out the basement. He's he's moved into, he's moved into the very small bedroom, like Harry Potter, sort of. He's he's now in the smallest room, in the house. Um, so yeah, um, I am going to be able to uh, build the NHS for my spinal decompression therapy, right? I mean, you could try. Um, yeah. So, yes, Spelvin will be joining us for at least the end of Series 8. Joe is MIA with all the busy work that's going on with him. Um, I'm not sure what the future of this podcast will be. Like I said, we will definitely finish Series 8, but beyond that, I'm not sure. Um, Who knows? George might might step on full-time, but because at the end of the day, it's my show and I need... I call the shots. Um... But yeah, that's something we'll have to think about another time. But for now, what's new with your life, George? It's finals time. I want to die. I know what it's like. Um, I've been there. While we were recording Series 7, it was my last year of uni, and I had very stressful stuff to go through. And trust me, it was not fun. Yeah, probably a performance thesis of some kind. Uh, yeah, as a drama student. Um, yeah. 40 minutes that of me talking to myself uh, on a stage to no more than 10 people. Oh, God, that's ideal. I mean, I would have preferred more people, but sometimes you, can, you can't have everything you want in life. Um, but yeah, I, I still have my job. That's going all right. Nothing you really hate new the in customers yet? Not really, because we have a scheme. I, I, I obviously there's customers I've been, I've don't lie, but the majority of them are pretty chill. Um, if they leave me a five star review, I like them because if they leave a five star review with my name in it, I get a five pound bonus, and I've scraped quite a lot lately, so that's good. Mm. Many good things. Oh. In the realm of Taskmaster, there are a number of updates. Number one, Taskmaster New Zealand is now available on the YouTube channel. And not by some illegitimate source that I will not name. No, this is the legit Taskmaster YouTube channel. Oh, thank God. We can finally now watch David Correos have three contiguous meltdowns in a studio. I mean, we're not there yet. They're only... I don't know, like they've series one, episode two, three is where two. they're at. Yeah, they're up to yeah, episode Yeah, but two, it'll take them a while surprising. to, it'll take them a hot minute to get, I mean, I, what's the schedule? A one episode every two, three days? Uh, I'd expect it to be more of a weekly thing. <clears throat> I don't think so, because it already, it's already aired. So. Hmm. Hmm. And Taskmaster VR. Um, oh yeah, that got announced. Um, do you think you'll get it, George? I don't have VR, so no. Mm. I think it'll probably VR be one game... of those. It'll probably be oh. one of those no offense things that crashes and burns. 
Uh, maybe. But there was VR is one... already so complex, and not everyone. It's not easily accessible for everyone. Yeah, there's only one um, game series that I think can be considered remotely successful in VR, and that, of course, is I Expect You to Die. Um, which ones I Expect You to Die? Uh, I Expect You to Die is a spy thriller game that is set in VR that I believe is made by Shell Games long, long ago. Um, and it's a oh. delightful little romp. Oh, um, I remember playing a VR game where you're in a white room as a red guy and you have to throw shit Oh, super people. hot, yeah. Yeah, um, that's uh, the only hot, VR uh, game I've played. Super Hot VR is a successful translation of an already existing property. Um, I expect you to die really only works in VR. Um, keep talking and nobody explodes also One might be VR exclusive. I've forgotten, but um, VR has been more of a novelty than anything. And yes, that includes Half-Life Alex. Fight me, Valve nerds. <laughs> um, oh, shall I we... saw the band. I saw the band's visit again, which was very lovely. I have the, the poster what's again? from the, the band's visit. What's that? Once, not long ago, a group of musicians came to visit us from Egypt. You probably didn't hear about it. It I, I wasn't very important. Are you okay, mate? That's actually the text that bookends the band's visit. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're and, a very complex fella, George. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, shall we talk Taskmaster? Yes, I've forgotten. Because I want to get this series done before the end of December. Oh, God. This is one of the few episodes that I think I liked out of the season. Um, I liked this one as well. Um, I, I, I liked last episodes, the last episode, but I wish I hadn't watched it so many times. I think I watched it about five times. Oh, God. Um, would you like to... But before we do the prize task, so the episode is Aquatic Sewing Machine. This is episode eight. So after this, we will have uh, two episodes to go. Uh, the banter. Um, Alex has invented a game called One Number Bingo. Uh, he tells everyone to write down a number between one and one million. Uh, the number is written on a ping pong ball. It is 20. So you had a one in a million chance of getting that right. I actually have... A few qualms with this bit, mostly okay. because he does not specify exactly which number set he is playing with. I believe his intent was to say cardinal numbers from one to whatever the limit was. I remember a million. And the thing is, me being the kind of person that I am, I immediately picked the square root of two which, you know, 
probably isn't an outcome that was expected by Alex, at least for the purposes of this silly game that has no bearing on the episode whatsoever. So, I mean, you know, given Alex's record with making people guess numbers, I wouldn't put it past him. Do you remember the yeah. t- there was a tie break last series where the contestants had to guess the number that was written on Alex's arm, and it was a yep. decimal point number? Yep. And that's part of the reason why I picked the square root of two, because I felt like, you know, it's it's going to be something weird. Um, the price task. Would you like to talk about this or should I, George? The price task, the price task, the price task. A terrible task task, a terrible task to task. Ah, here we are. The nicest thing to hold. Probably not. Um, I'm trying to remember who went first. Oh, Ian, Ian was first. Ian brings in 200 pounds in cold hard cash, which I believe Greg more or less says makes him feel a little bit skeevy. It was the, because- it, was the it was the clip especially because it was like it was like keeping it all together, like he was sort of about to give it away or accept it or something. Like, what, mate? You want a feel of this cash? That sort of thing. That's what... The clip especially is what did it for Greg. It's a mob... It's a mob transaction sort of thing, I suppose. Mm. Um, I mean, we don't really have mobs. We just sort of have gangs, really. Mm. They're the same thing, at least as far as I'm concerned. Same laundering mechanism. Um, who was next? Sean? Sean Gibson. Uh, to represent herself, Sean brings in a photo of her face that not only has been sprayed with her perfume, but has had her face essentially taped onto it. So this is basically a body pillow, which, you know, is not something I expected to come from Sean, but I suppose she can do whatever she likes. She's a grown woman. I mean, she can do whatever she likes as long as the task says it's okay, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Joe, Joe, oh, nearly, I forgot his surname for a second. Joe Thomas is next. Um, what has he brought in, George? Uh, Joe probably should have specified this more, and I definitely would not have ranked him as high, um, because Joe brings in a cassette with a very specific operatic trope, um, that of the eternally held note, the most famous of which being in Puccini's... That rolling of the R's was nice, but the awful voice crack. Oh, oh God. Yeah, it's even worse when you have to sing it in key. Um, Vincero. This that is, of course, better. from Puccini's Torando, specifically. Nessun yeah, Nessun Dorma is the aria name. None may sleep as Prince Kalaf proclaims his victory over Torando. Well, it's a... Uh, oh, God. I don't want to have to explain the plot of Torando. It's... It, it's fucking weird. Um, 
Uh, but unfortunately, while Joe specifically cites uh, Pavarotti's recording of that note, he actually brings in a cassette of hit of Joe Thomas holding the note. And, you know, it's not particularly inspiring. Uh, <clears throat> if we could have in the edit bay, first, Pavarotti. And now, Joe. Sure. Um, uh, making, me, making me do a lot of editing today, going, going online and searching Nessun Dorma. Yeah, it, it'll probably be pretty easy to look up. Um, we'll suffice see. to say, Joe isn't particularly inspiring as a prince who connives his way into marriage with someone who is so cold-hearted they make Elsa look like a mild breeze. Um, interesting quote. Yep. But that's Turin, though. Um, let's see. Lou, 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 Lou. Lou oh. Sanders. Lou initially brings in the concept of hope, or at least she uh, kind of blunders into that explanation when she first advertises her solution to Greg. And, you know... They go to an ethical dolphin, and she brings in the concept of an ethical dolphin excursion, um, and where, of course, the dolphins might not just show up because you know they're not being exactly held captive. And Greg notes that he doesn't particularly want to be held by a dolphin because they are very sexually aggressive. They, they are. So, they're, they're very... Lou... Quite frightening creatures as well. Yeah, intelligent. Um, Lou, of course, doesn't mind this, and in fact, fully embraces it. And I think I've figured out Lou's general persona at this point, and I probably should have sooner, because I've been listening to her voice go, Hi, I'm your dad's friend, Lou Saldis for years on um, off-menu. Um, and that quite literally is it. She's the uh, rebound that your dad picks up that's really weird and that you're really hoping isn't going to become your stepmother and probably won't be. That I, I would never have reached that conclusion on my own, and I don't know, really know what to say. Yeah. Um, also, this is where we get the title drop, where he doesn't want um, the, a male dolphin to assault him like Greg is some sort of uh, aquatic sewing machine. I will note, uh, the if the aquatic sewing machine does not kill you, the ejaculation will. What, what a statement. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh. Well, Paul Sinha, the the only ones left. Oh, yeah. 
from his Dulwich preparatory school. Not one episode yet, by the way. Yep. And they really, really hammer it in. So I, I wonder what the outcome of this episode is going to be. Yeah, uh, Paul brings in a chess tournament trophy from Dulwich, uh, from his time at Dulwich, because he had won three times, and he told, as he told his dad, I'm allowed to take this home. They just let me at this point. Spoiler alert, he was not allowed to take it home, which is something that he says to Greg because it's stolen goods, of course you're gonna want to hold it. That, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing more exciting than having something robbed, stolen in broad daylight in your grubby little hands. I don't know what I, where I was going to go with that sentence, but yep. we arrived here, so we'll stick with it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so the scores are as follows. Um. Paul gets five points. Then Joe amazingly gets four. Ian and Sean both get three. And Lou is at the bottom with two. And this really... Is it this moment or something else that really pisses her off to the point where she says, fuck off? Um, I'm trying to remember. I believe it was the next task. Yeah, well, okay. But this would have been one of those moments where I... This was a good prize task, though. Greg said so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and anyway, VT task one, make a picture. Oh, Sorry. I am. I would like to run Taskmaster Spelvin. All right. Uh, let's go. It's the Taskmaster and his name is Spelvin. And he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Spelvin. Okay, let's see. Number one, unfortunately, is going to be Paul because, you know, the man's lost so much that he's desperately clinging to his past achievements. And in this case, that is very literal. Number two, unfortunately, is going to be Ian. Uh, because I, of course, would love 200 pounds in cash. More specifically, I would like to have 200 pounds in cash from 2018, and then when the pound crashed earlier this year, I would promptly move all that money back to the UK, because it would be worth significantly more in American petrodollars. Let's see. Um, Sean then brings in the photo... Sean's photo uh, attached to the body cushion, because, you know, I am a sucker for those pillows... They're excellent back support. I had one in my bed for, oh god, how long? Admittedly, it wasn't one with a face or one of those creepy anime versions that you can have a character from an anime, a particularly fan servicey depiction, and just. I, I have can it imagine in you having bed. one of those, George. What, the fan servicey ones? No. I can imagine you getting a body pillow and ripping a hole in it where the crotch is. As a sign of dominance, maybe. Of someone I particularly hate, maybe. But normally, not really. I think, I think you'd rip a hole. If, if, if it's a double-sided pillow, I think you'd rip a hole in the back as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, have you have you finished giving the scores? 
Uh, let's see. Sean's little Dakimura stunt gets three points. Two points for Joe with a cassette, with his cassette of that note in Nasudendorma, because I would rather like to hold a cassette again. It's been so many years. And last place, Lou, which I am so happy about. Lou was shockingly funny this episode. Um, especially um, regarding the dolphins, because... And the, the catchphrase, which took a while to develop, but... Yeah. Do you think they chose um, these tasks because they all had loose catchphrase in them? No, Actually, I think they... I think they chose them because they knew that Paul would at least do decently in them, and they wanted to give him some semblance of a shot to win an episode. Unfortunately, I mean, that... They built it up, and you thought he was going to win. Yeah. No, they built it up to the point where you knew he was going to win, pretty much. Yeah, and then Ian nearly took it away at the last second. But... Um, um, VT Task 1. I would like to add, before oh, we go on to VT... Um, after the aquatic sewing machine, Lou basically tells Greg, bold of you to think that the dolphins would be fucking you, I'm coming along with you. And Greg <laughs> tells her to shut up, which, you know, is basically a summary of what I would be saying to Lou constantly if I ever meet her. I, 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 I support that. Um, VT Task 1. Make a picture in the sand of a former Taskmaster contested using one of these implements. You must roll the dice to choose your implement. implement. Nothing but air may touch the sand at any point. You have ten minutes. Your time starts as soon as you roll the dice. Now, stupidly, I did not make a list of all the implements. I can tell you there was a barbecue blower, uh, a set of billows, which you used to sort of get a fire going, um, an alphorn, uh, a set of pan pipes and at least two other things. Do you know? Uh, can you tell me what they were, George? Let's see. There's this one weird rope sort of thing. I can't exactly tell what it is. Um, there's the bellows. There's the pan pipe. There's something that looks like the flute. Yeah, uh, I can't. Just pulling the episode up now. Um. So we've got the ones I mentioned before. There's a hose pipe and what looks to be some sort of bugle as well. Wait, where's the bugle? They've all got numbers on them. Uh, it's number five. It's the one with the red string. Oh, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but now something I do have notes for. Um... I'm not. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to talk about them in order, and in the order that Greg guessed their pictures. Okay. Or, or no. In in alpha. In which order was it? I'm. I've written them in alphabetical order. Um, because I don't know why. Let, uh, let's just go in alphabetical order. Why not? So Ian rolls a four, and he gets a set of billows. Um. Ian uses the billows for a while and his back starts hurting, so Alex gives him a hand uh, in a very <laughs> sus position, possible thumbnail. Um, so Ian's drawing is quite good. Um, 
Alex mentions that it started as a woman, as as a man, excuse me, but turned into a woman. Uh, and it ends up being, George? It's Sally Phillips. Uh, it, that, that's a good one. It's Sally Phillips. Poor woman does not deserve to be disrespected like this. And it could have oh, been worse. God. Um, Joe uh, rolls six and he gets the longhorn. It's written here. I call it the alphorn, but it's the same thing. Um, there's not really anything to say about Joe's process of creating the picture, but he's done Jessica Nappet and he describes her as a lovable pooch uh, in picture form only. And uh, when Greg sees the picture, he says, oh, let me just think back to the series where we had the old Chinese guy on. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it looks more like Predator the longer he looks at it. Yep, the Ayuta or whatever the uh, species is. I forget. Um, I Not will say, I thought this was Joe Wilkinson. It has the long hair and it doesn't have the beard, but frankly... It was the time for details when you're trying to blow using a horn. That whoa! Sorry, someone just sent me a text message. Um, <laughs> it's Joe screaming to be let out of the basement. Hmm. No, he, he he's been teleported to the shadow realm. No, he's been banished to the shadow realm. I should say. Oh Temporarily. God. Temporarily. Hmm. Otherwise known as holiday shipping period. R.I.P. Joe, don't get run over by the forklift you drive. Um, Lou does an interesting thing. Uh, she rolls a six against the Longhorn, but she doesn't like it. So she keeps rolling the dice again until she gets something uh, more desirable. Uh, she rolls a two, which is the barbecue blower. And arguably the barbecue blower is the best device that we've seen um and she draws phil wang and gives a massive hint by actually not only writing phil's name but drawing a cock and balls in the sand as well which is very loose sanders yep <sighs> very loose very on point on brand for loose sanders i would say yep relatively appropriate to the kill bill outfit that he wore as well hmm. I th- I can tell that you and I are both sick of Lou Sanders. Mm, I'm sick of Lou. I'm sick of Ian. Have you been uh, watching the show along with us? Like when we cover an episode, you watch it, in, uh, so we're, you're prepared to listen to us talk about it, George. Generally, yes, which is why I haven't gotten around to episode six yet. Fair enough. I mean, it's series eight. You're not missing much. Um, uh, so yeah he greg says he's uh disappointed by the fill but loves the wang and also there's just a weird splotch in the side which bears no resemblance to anyone's face at all um yeah it's an impressionistic interpretation it might even be it could be cubist um interpretation of phil wang's face if he got hit with a leaf blower. Um, Paul gets the barbecue blower straight away, and Greg thinks straight away that it's Robert Ranganathan. And I put, maybe it's because of the boxy head. Yeah, I was about to say, he missed the box. 
And finally, Sean rolls three and gets a panpipes. Uh, she's also drawn rubbish, but uh, looks like a guy who's been on a sunbed for too long. Hmm. And a one-tooth baby. Also, this task really reminds me, and I hope that this was the inspiration for the task. This very much reminds me of those miniature um, Zen gardens that they have in pretty much every um, weird sort of catalog that they uh, send to. Where they have like bonsai people. trees. Uh, yeah, and more specifically, oh, where they use tiny rakes. Yeah, in the sand. Yeah, um, I have a picture of the real of a recreation of a real life version of those. I'm considering sending it to the podcast for a potential thumbnail. Uh, which we I could think, I think the picture of uh, Ian and Alex is better thumbnail material. Yep. Um, Actually. I have an even better idea for the thumbnail material, and I don't think this is going to happen. Uh, have the picture of Ian and Alex, and then put the ice splatter from a later task just underneath Ian. What? What? Um, so that it makes it look like he's uh, pissed himself. That would require more photoshopping than I'm ready to do. Yep. It's I already have to scribble out Joe's name and write yours in uh, the paint function. Yep. And change the number, don't forget. The number? I swore that I saw the number two on the uh, thumbnail for my episode. Actually... No, I don't think I did... Anyway, scores are as follows. Sean gets one, Joe and Lou both get two, Paul gets four, and Ian gets five. George, what objections, if any, do you have? Uh, frankly, no change. Um, I will add that Lou tells Greg to shut up during this task, um, which frankly should have gotten her DQ'd and is really the only note that I have. Not sufficient enough for Taskmaster Spelvin. Hmm. Um, Vitey Task 2, if you want to chat about this. George, for a little bit? Let's see. Vitey Task 2, oh god. Uh, the brief. We got a lot of Catch. ball gags coming up. Uh, blue balls... Um, let's see. Catch all There's the red balls. There's only one blue ball. Yeah. And nevertheless, Paul still managed to get two. I believe he caught one straight to the crotch. Um, catch all the red balls in things from the shed. Catch all the yellow balls in things that are clothes. Don't let the green balls touch anything other than the grass. Catch the blue ball in something from the kitchen. Singular. Red balls are worth one point. Yellow balls, two points. The blue ball, five points. 
but you lose two points for every green ball that touches anything other than the grass. Shame you may not Sinha. touch the ball machines. Any non-green ball which touches the ground at any point will not count. Highest score wins. The balls will begin firing in two minutes from now. That's not a lot of time to get your shit. It's not at all. Nope. Um, this is a team task, by the way. Um, so it means a little bit less uh, talking of individual people. Um, yeah. Paul, of course, is immediately irritated by the fact that he cannot find the ball machines. Actually, no, that that happened. That was some related to something that happened a bit later. Um, Joe and Sean are up first, and they use a bucket, a net, a cooking pot, and a hat. Um, Joe takes at least one ball to the face, which is a particularly funny picture. Sean basically does nothing because she's in, call in charge of the blue and green balls, which effectively means that she has one job. And Joe was in charge of the of the red and the yellow and therefore had to do all the work. Which means that Joe was a very active boy this episode. And while she did catch three yellows, she was struck by multiple greens and negative twelve. And she didn't catch the blue. Uh, Joe catches... Eight reds, nine yellows, got struck by green balls 15 times because he had to move so fast, and at least one hit him in such a comical way that it's been in the intro for every episode this season. His total is positive four, net total, negative eight. Which, you know, uh, could have been better, and it could have been a lot worse. I'm trying to remember what else happened that... Oh, Ian, Lou, and Paul. Who bring in the washing up tub from my kitchen. A cooking pot. And they use Paul's dressing gown as the article of clothing. Paul was in charge of the red. Lou was in charge of the yellow. Ian was in charge of the blue ball. Which he does manage to catch. Lou catches six yellows and touches four greens, putting her at plus four. Ian catches the blue ball and four yellows and hits nine greens, making him negative five. Paul did catch four red balls, but was struck 19 times by the blue balls. And there's something very, very funny that happens during the episode while they're talking about exactly where um, where poor Mr. Sinha was struck, that I think could be used as a very good remix of some sort in techno. I'm trying to remember what the words were, though. I'm sorry, I, I zoned out for um, a second. I'm trying to remember what exactly Alex said um, regarding... To... 
uh, regarding where Paul was hit, because it was said in such a rhythmic fashion that I think it could have been used in a techno remix. Well, I've got the episode open, so why don't I... I assume this is after he yeah. leaves in the task. Bear with me a second. One eternity later. Ah, here it is. <laughs> uh, on his leg, then balls, then thigh, belly, foot, tray, foot, foot, back. Okay. Well, oh well. Yeah. Stuff's weird. Alex does something weird, and I obsess over it for about half an hour. However, while Joe and Sean scored negative 8 to the negative 27 of the three, something happens. What happens? Sean! Of all people, is a rotten, cheating, little bastard. <laughs> you yeah. and I went down very different approaches there. I don't. They'll probably <clears throat> fuck. Probably because of the delay, it won't be perfectly in sync. But I hope to God it will be. Uh, yes, we have some dirty, dirty cheating from a woman you wouldn't yep, expect she, to uh... cheat. Casually pawned a few balls into one of the into the weird net thing that uh, was retrieved. I think it, is it like is it like a laundry bag or yeah, something it, like a massive? It does laundry seem bag? like a laundry bag, but also it reminds me of the um, weird tubes that I was put. There's for some reason during the nineties. Um, I seem to recall that there were just a bunch of weird toys that were that that kids would just crawl through these um, tubes made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know tubes the made of about. wire and um, some sort of plastic fabric fabric. and stuff. They're usually yeah, brightly very brightly colored. colored. It's giving that, but with a net. Tim Tim Vine crawls through one uh, a few oh, series yeah. ago. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. a crossroads during the lobster one. task. Yeah. Or, oh, not the yeah. lobster task, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but this is a straight one that's yeah. just black netting, black netting. So because of that ju dirty cheating, nearly said dirty cheat, dirty something else. Uh, the Tiva two get nothing. And uh, the three brief notes on the banter. Um, um, Sean attempts to explain herself by saying, I thought I hadn't really done much. To which Alex says, you didn't. And she does attempt to say, I haven't really cheated, have I? But, you know, not very convincing in the face of Greg. Yeah. yeah uh, yes, you have. There yeah, Greg there is one no argument that I would have accepted um, from her for this. Um, is if she mistakenly thought that she was doing the crew a favor by cleaning up. Had that actually been perceived to be true by Ooh. me, which, you know, fat chance... Um, I mean, she probably, yeah. if she made it up on the spot, there's not much chance of Greg or anyone yeah. in the studio believing It's like that. Phil... Um, should we move like on to Phil the final saying, VT task? Um, during the extension task, I was being kind to the elderly. 
regarding Rod Gilbert and his uh, slight break from reality. VT Task 3, let's make this one quick. Make this beach ball cross the finish line. Only water may touch the beach ball. Fastest wins. Your time starts now. This is the second task this series to feature a beach ball. Um, so three people, Sean, Ian, and Lou, uh, are all bunched together. So they all go for the hose pipe straight away. Um, some of them struggle uh, to get the pressure right. Um, once... Uh, everyone gets the pressure on the right setting. Uh, the ball starts moving very quickly. Um, Sean gets the ball stuck on the first few obstacles. There's like a brick wall, uh, a, like an army net that you have to go under. And I think there's something else. Uh, let's missing. see. There's a net. There's the brick wall. There's a bunch of wires that supposedly keep you contained in the course. Doesn't do a very good job though. Um, and a start and finish line. Oh yeah, the start line is uh, near the it's the near the bathtub that's outside the caravan, and the finish line is all the way up by the gate, the big gate. Then hey, look, the another house. Sisyphus task. Um, uh, Sean gets the ball stuck on the first few obstacles, but manages to get the ball across the finish line at six forty. Uh, Lou opts for the hose pipe. Um, and of course, the pressure's not strong enough. She claim she th for very briefly abandons the hose pipe idea in search of something else. Um, when she returns to the hose pipe, she tries to change the setting, and we get hey, mummy. Um, Alex tries to change the setting and accidentally sprays Lou. Uh, Lou manages to skirt the ball around the obstacles and drags them along with her. Lou is just full chaos. You know that graph that's like um. Go lawful, yeah, chaotic, the D&D &D personality chart, yeah. Yeah, um, Lou is probably chaotic evil. <sighs> yeah, considering, yeah, yeah, uh, if James A. Caster can be considered chaotic neutral, Lou is definitely chaotic evil. Uh, cause, yeah, uh, she gets it in five minutes, thirty seconds, seven. Uh, Ian is the fastest of Everyone, one minute ten, uh, he skirts the ball around the obstacles completely. The only thing that goes wrong is that he bangs his head on the start line. Um, but yeah, it doesn't slow him down. He is As lost, he puts he it, it's fastest. his best performance, um, and I hit my head. Um, now, every single one of these contestants has opted for the hose pipe, because that's what uh, smart people would do. Anyway, uh, Joe Son... I said Joe Son... Joe Thomas, uh, he f doesn't know about the hose pipe so he gets a plant pot of water and continually sloshes water over the ball for god knows how long he doesn't even notice the finish line at first and in the end he just like he, yeah. the ice idea is pretty good actually but he realizes it way too late uh by the time he, he's got the ice and he's pushing the ball with it uh he's over the finish line in 1621 and then paul does something uh the these two guys, Joe and Paul, both have great ideas, but they just come to the reach them way too late to have a major impact. Um, but Paul gets a hose and it starts moving backwards. I love how the ball started moving backwards for yep. a good few of them. Um, so Paul tries to move the finish line 
Uh, and he moves in just behind the start line because the ball moved backwards. And even then, the ball took fucking forever to cross the line. <laughs> um, 11 minutes 30. About about the length of an episode oh, of yeah. Spongebob. Uh, um, which means that Joe gets one point, Paul gets two, Lou three, Lou Sean uses four, the hose and five as, points. Lou uses uh, the hose as a penis at the end of for her end of task celebration. Oh yes. She also manages to spray Alex with the hose multiple times. I'm a little surprised that there is no such thing as a power washer that you can rent on demand in the United Kingdom, which, you know, would have made this task much easier. Um Yeah. But I don't think they would have noticed though. In any case, I would also like to mention uh, Lou's repeated declarations of mummy, which have been uh, going throughout the series. Lou also sometimes refers to herself as mummy, and I don't know why. Lou's probably the kind of person to have like a million oh, uh, fetishes. She's she's likely to be yeah. the dominant one in the bedroom. Um, so yeah, there's just one task to go, and this is the live task. Care to... Show us out, George. Complete the funny five-syllable words. I forget what words are. I made a list episode. of the words. I made a list of the um, words. Honk your horn if you think you know what word the taskmaster is going to say. Um, if you guess correctly after one syllable, you get five. If you guess it correctly after two, you get four. Three, three, four syllables, two. And if you um, guess incorrectly, you lose all your points. You may you only guess once per word. Highest score after ten words wins. And it's winner takes all. Yep. So, <clears throat> I didn't keep note of anyone's individual scores, but the words in order are universally, university, Constantinople, colonoscopy, abracadabra, anticipation, vegetarian, humiliation, pronunciation, and anticlimactic. And yeah. Paul, fi- I know Paul finishes with just a few more points in the end after a late surge. Yeah. Um, Lou at one point says, uh, for pronunciation, she says, uh, she guesses prolapsed anus, mm-hmm. which is a very, very, very strange, actually kind of scarring thing to see. I um, don't know if yep. you know what it is, but... I've seen. Okay, we too many we, we won't them. discuss it in further um, detail, but it's a very yeah. loose Sanders thing to say. And then, um, of course, for the last one, she goes Antipodean. Greg says no. She throws down the horn in frustration. Yep. Oh, we should mention they're all buzzing in for this using a horn, which they then have to put on their head when they're DQ'd, which is interesting. I mean, if I can, I can. It makes sense. Um, Paul wins. Uh, he gets a full five fat points, which means that he roms home with uh, a pretty solid score of 21 points. And he um, throws the money to the audience. Because usually on the chase, Very they're not... Fun. they, they got to try and stop the people from taking money, from having money. Mm-hmm. He thought, you know, I will give these people money for a change. Good, yeah. good on you, Paul. Good on you, Paul. Um... That was Series 8, Episode 8. We have officially, after so long, we've got two episodes to go. Um, 
The this is the first is... funny episode of the season. Yeah, and I'm glad to have you along for the last bit of the ride. Uh, so yeah, Spelvin will be accompanying us for the end of Series 8. Um, this isn't set in stone, but what me and Spelvin were hoping to do is release the final two episodes uh, on consecutive days so you don't have to wait for them. Uh, you will know if this mm -hmm. happens or not. Um, even if that does happen, there still might be a bit of a gap because, uh, as George mentioned at the beginning of the episode, his finals are going on, but he's up for the idea of uh, multiple recordings per day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see you in episode nine. Um, take care of yourself, George. Uh, enjoy the little bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe and I will be, well, Joe's not here, but I will be sleeping in my bed, bedroom that's the size of a swimming pool. So, um, okay. uh, actually, I think for some reason that is an actual swimming pool. That's not a water bed. We'll see you next week, friends. Bye-bye. Goodbye.